Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup for research published between the 2nd and the 8th of August 2022. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the ME Association. Research has picked up again this week. There have been seven new ME-CFS studies and 14 studies on long COVID. We have highlighted two contrasting studies. Paper 4 is a fairly interesting small-scale in vitro study, which means experimental work was performed outside of a living organism, such as within a test tube. The study looked at endothelial cell function, which is the layer of cells lining blood vessels in long COVID patients, referred to in this study as post-COVID syndrome, PCS. This study looked at the blood of patients with and without ME-CFS and healthy controls. Given the recent evidence for endothelial dysfunction in ME-CFS, which we have previously reported in a research summary, this study looked at expanding this work to try and explain why this happens. This study screened for serum anti-endothelial cells autoantibodies, AECA and dysregulated cytokines. The study reported a number of findings and compared to healthy controls, long COVID patients with ME-CFS have significantly increased AECAs binding to endothelial cells. Long COVID patients without ME-CFS have enhanced release of molecules associated with vascular remodeling and significant promotion of angiogenesis which is the formation of new blood vessels. Long COVID patients with and without ME-CFS were shown to have different AECA contents, which in turn had different functional effects on endothelial cells. However, the two groups of long COVID patients with and without ME-CFS had similar results for reduced surface levels of several endothelial cell activation markers, as well as induced release of molecules involved in the inhibition of nitric oxide-mediated endothelial relaxation. With the increasing number of studies which have shown the prevalence of ME-CFS in long COVID, I will read a brief comment on paper 2 in a moment. It is interesting that this study formed its own classification for long COVID patients with ME-CFS, which was based on the Canadian Consensus Criteria, CCC. It is hard to comment on the strength of the definition used in this study when no international agreement has been reached yet, especially how you clearly define between long COVID patients with and without ME-CFS. Paper 7 is a review article on Chinese medicine, especially focusing on acupuncture and moxibustion. Moxibustion is a form of therapy that entails the burning of mugwort leaves and is believed that doing so alongside acupuncture enhances healing. The study reviewed 51 previously published studies finding varying results where moxibustion and traditional medicine performed better when looking at total effective rate scores, whereas moxibustion plus acupuncture is better when looking at the total fatigue score. These results showed the need for biological measurements in studies to get meaningful answers that do not rely on questionnaires as interpretation of results can vary. Although the study does not seem to have a very wide breadth of the number of indicators, 
which could have been included, such as improvement in symptoms. To me, it seems like from the outset of the study that the authors were in favour of these treatments, with the conclusion being that traditional Chinese medicine should be used more widely in the treatment of ME-CFS, while I do not think there is enough evidence to support this claim. You may also be interested in reading paper 2, which is a pre-print publication further showing the overlap of ME-CFS in long COVID patients. The MEA also has a new free guide to long COVID and ME-CFS, which can be found on our website. Dr. Charles Shepherd has provided a comment for this paper. I'm sure that this will be the first of many studies confirming that the infection with COVID-19 can cause persistent ill health, i.e. long COVID, that often involves ME-CFS type symptoms and in some cases an illness that is identical to ME-CFS, 43% in this research study. There are also a number of interesting papers in the long COVID section of this weekly roundup. These are paper two, which is a very large study from the Netherlands looking at symptoms in the hope to establish a core definition. However, it does not look at ME-CFS symptoms, as well as paper four, which is a follow-up study on microclots in long COVID by Pretorius et al. There were two previous studies published by this author last year on microclots. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I will be back next week with the next instalment.